0: welcome back everybody new episode um today we're going to start talking a little bit about um three billion in heaven demonology and um you know the will of demons and how they work and you're probably asking why um we're going to learn about this stuff and it's because we need to know our enemy That that was one of the big concepts in um Sun Tzu's art of war is to know your enemy, and in that same respect, God in the Bible has also said many things about the enemy and many things that we should know and many things that we need to know. Um, so we're going to go over a few things from the demonology uh, demonology aspect, um, and. Um, We're going to learn about the demons, the fallen, and everything in between. So, what we're going to start off with is (coughs) the beginning. And in the beginning, uh, God created the heavens and the earth. And as we know, that there was some point in the beginning of creation, that angels came and angels were in my opinion I believe that they were in a foundation before the earth was formed so as we go forward into this we learn that um, Satan um, tempted Adam and Eve in genesis and when he tempted them to eat the forbidden uh, fruit the the knowledge of good and evil that gave them the knowledge of all good and all evil it basically opened their mind um but when you have a mind that is so completely open that anything that gets in there can resist what god is trying to teach you they can make you question things So, the first thing we need to know is what Satan means. And Satan is an allegory of an adversary. The devil himself um, is the leader, the one who was an anointed cherub that um, basically went wrong. Michael and his archangels ended up uh, defeating him and kicking him out of heaven um as we (coughs) acknowledged um you heard it before in isaiah where he says um lucifer how you have fallen um he wished himself to exalt himself above god and you know god could always sense that in satan's heart so it led to a um a defeat of the angels, and a third of the angels in heaven fell with satan um and we can read that in revelation twelve um as we also acknowledge um Satan being the serpent question in god's goodness um Insinuating God was um, withholding something good from hum- human images. Later in Scripture, the devil is described as the ancient serpent in Revelation twenty verse two. <coughs> the Scriptures is addressed to us and not the and not to angels. And we also reference in Jude, um, Enoch told us about the angel war. Um. And demons are not different spirits they're not anything you know it's another name for a spiritual being that is a fallen angel so what we have to understand is demons are fallen angels so now that we understand what demons are demons being the fallen (laughs) we also have to understand that the demons leader satan um also can be referenced as Bizzle uh, biz- bizzleball, um Ball uh, Enemy, Evil One Belial, Adversary Father of Lies, Murderer Deceiver, Sinner um, Tempter um, uh, Lucifer These are all different um, allegories of who Satan is and satan and the devil um also tried to tempt christ himself now why would they want to tempt christ see now this comes over into demonology where we have to understand the will of demons now the will of demons is a very interesting aspect because the demons um they'll start off by doing like an infestation of an area and when they start infesting an area they go in and they you might notice things go kind of weird you know you might feel awkward or have a chill in your spine you might notice some kind of pressure on you things that you don't normally feel you know when you're at home or comfortable um Aside from that, when you go forward in that aspect, um, they go into oppression, and once they start oppressing you, that is when you start feeling and, you know, you're, you're actually starting to get, like, glimpses of what the spiritual presence is and then once you get the oppression then it goes into possession now then you also have subjugation which is another form of possession or what they call complete possession or full possession um subjugation or full possession is basically when you willingly give yourself up to the demon and they have full control over your body um these are all uh based on (laughs) the uh the rites um, of exorcism, and um, demonology experts, and so on. Now, demons are very powerful spirits, some of them a lot more powerful than others. We, we reflected some of them in um, the Bible, one of them of which we know it was named Legion. And it says, we are, no, uh, we are named Legion for we are many. And because they are many, the demons had multiple um, demons within that one man. And they were scared of Christ. They are scared of Jesus because they knew he had the power. He had the lordship over them. And when we understand this, Um, demons Satan demons are not omnipresent omniscient or omnipotent um they can leave a man and enter pigs as we just depicted in Legion in Mark uh, 5.13 but what we also have to understand is that um Fallen angels also don't know the day and hour of the return of the Son of Man, based on Matthew twenty-four thirty-six. <clears throat> that also goes with us, and even Christ said that he doesn't know, only his Father does. So... <clears throat> Basically, what a demon does is try to conform a person into the world. Now, as we understand, um, the world is uh, compromised in forms of technology, social media, different kind of aspects of um, technological and communication situations. When we look into this... um, stuff we have people that are taking selfies which enable us to feel a sense of pride or vanity when we go in further you know we have people that are want to be more free and um, more free and liberated with their bodies and uh, do sexual courses more and they want to do whatever they want they want to be free from the things that God has strictly told us not to do Jesus has told us many different things that we shouldn't have done. And uh, still to this day, we are honoring traditions that don't honor God, but honor ourselves. And when um, when we see this, we also have to understand Paul, he warned the Corinthians that even Satan can disguise himself as an angel of light. Um... In fact, Lucifer. Him, Lucifer actually means uh, light bearer, you know. Um, and Paul wrote <coughs> also about false teachers who disguise themselves of apostles of Christ in Second Corinthians. Um, deceitful workmen. Um, And that includes false teaching, false gospels, false doctrines, um, trouble in the churches, false teachers. Um, You know, people a lot of the times think that just because you have a degree in divinity it means that you are the most qualified person to teach and it doesn't make you qualified what qualifies you is to be a man of god and in that per in that resemblance to be a person of god is you have to honor god in every single way possible and unfortunately there's a lot of people that i've come to know that have slipped from the, the the graces that they had with God not saying that they don't love God or anything like that but they act on ego they act on pride they act on knowledge they act on what they feel is true instead of what they know is God is saying in his word um, we need to be a model for Jesus, you know. Um Jesus came to reveal the Father in John one eighteen and to be a model for the disciples' behavior, and that goes forward into John and First John, um, to be our high priest, uh, to die for our sins in our place, um, and to defeat the devil, um, first John three verse eight. He defeats the devil by tasting death for us. Um Now, a big thing that we come to learn was Nicodemus being a Jewish man that knew knew Jesus or Christ as the Messiah. But as he knew Christ as the Messiah, he still couldn't understand because he was so indoctrinated by what he was taught. This shows that the traditions of the way that um, the Jewish people were taught and everything that was going on was so heavily influenced that even Nicodemus had a hard time breaking from the tradition. But he knew in his heart that Jesus was the Messiah, but he couldn't come to follow that. Now does that mean he's damned? I don't think it's a meaning of damnation. um but i also think it's a point that sometimes people have a hard time parting with things that they are close to or things that they resemble with like their tradition or how they're raised or where they feel at home um, the case of the rich man that went to Jesus that said, "How do uh, how do I be perfect?" And Jesus said, "Sell all your things, give to charity, and follow me." And he couldn't do it. it. It's a perfect example of how the world is today. The world will grip grip on material values. People that love their iPhones or their computers or their MacBooks, their tablets, their cars. You know, people that think that they can't survive without you know, some form of communication or can't, you know, live without their friends or anything like that, it becomes um, a hindrance on us spiritually. And these are forms of spiritual um, oppression. Although they're not directly demonic related to possession, it's also, um... It's also a, um... A concept that we have to understand in, um in our faith that we're not supposed to be of the world we can live in the world but we're not supposed to be uh, or conform to the world and unfortunately a lot of us have conformed a lot of us have done things that are in this world that it also includes myself as I am giving a ministry over a podcast.. <laughs> um. Now, there's also a misconception too with this uh, with demonology is they're saying, Believers cannot be demon inhabited. Now, the reason why this is kind of a double-edged sword is because they say that they cannot be demon inhabited. But the people that have the most recorded demonic possessions are the Catholic Church. So it makes you think, is the Catholic Church actually worshipping Jesus or not? because are they true believers or not if they have more records of demonic possession than anybody else so the point that i'm trying to make is that whether you're catholic or protestant or whatever your denomination is if you're believing in christ christ is christ you know And if Christ is the wrong Christ, then that would allow you to be possessed because you're being inhabited by an entity that doesn't feel that you are following the Messiah or, you know, the Son of God. That you're not a true believer. Or, in other words, that you could be a believer and go to church, but you're not truly living in Christ. So this is where we also have to understand that if you're experiencing these kind of things, it doesn't mean that you're not a believer. It means that it's trying to oppress you, to get you to try to resent being a believer. But inhabit, inhabit uh, being a deeming inhabited is meaning being possessed. It doesn't mean that they can't. Do things to wear wear you down, make you depressed, and you know, eat at you. It just means that they can't possess you, unless God um, allows it personally. Now. The devil and demons are not supposed to have any future with God. They're supposed to be cast down into the the lake of fire. But in three thirty four uh, three fifty four A.D., Origin, one of the um, early church fathers, um, part of the Catholic Church, um, he was one of um, known to be one of the greatest, uh, theologians in the history of the Catholic Church, argued that all will be saved, including the devil. Gregory of, um, Nicaea, uh, 335 to 394 AD, was more cautious about this, the same claim. He hoped that the devil will be saved for his boldness. Origen was condemned by the Council of Constantinople in, uh, Council of Constantinople II in uh, 553 A.D., but Gregory and Nasea was not. The scripture testimony is plain. The devil and his servants, the false prophet, and the beasts from the sea will be in the lake of fire eternally, according to Revelation 29 through 10. And this is where I have issues with doctrine. As you can see, Origen and Gregory um, all would come out with their own beliefs and their own doctrine that people can be saved for all these different reasons. And when scripture tells us otherwise, it's telling us, no, this is wrong. This is not what's happening. And this is why the Bible is the truth. And anything that's outside the Bible, you got to take with a grain of salt. Now, what's really interesting is that the Muslim beliefs in the Quran talk about. They don't believe in demons, but they believe in jinns. And they believe Satan was originally a jinn. And here's the thing a jinn (coughs) is the same thing as a demon. But, see, they're they're spiritual beings. And what they're not understanding is jinns and demons is that. They want to separate the stuff because they don't want <coughs> Christians to see that demons, uh, that demons are real and they don't want Christians don't want to see that jinns are real or not real. The concept behind it is gins and demons are one and the same. <coughs> they just are not called the same thing. Um, Jinns, based on here are saying that they are forces, spiritual forces that live on Earth that are invisible to the human eye, which we cannot see, but they um, they can interact with us so that we will um, they can interact with us so that we can either be oppressed or be helped. And in the same case, we go into um, what Paul stated that the, the saints are going to judge the angels of the world. So when we understand this, we are also going to understand um, that the fallen angels, the ones that have been evil throughout the years, um, probably based in Genesis 6 all the way throughout today, these evil beings... That we're going to come back from the times of Noah based on what Jesus has said. That's going to be the days of Noah. When they come back. And we have to see this throughout. You know from level to level. um, That there's going to be certain angels that are trying to repent for their deeds. And try to help. And other angels that um, are sticking with Satan. So ones that are rebelling against Satan and the others that are going to stay with Satan. I don't know for certain, but when we go into um, early Old Testament theology and um, esegesis and exegesis based on the way that uh, scripture has been interpreted, um, I see a belief that it can happen that way. At the end of the day... Um, Based on demonology and everything, when you have these spiritual belongings, you pray. And you pray to God because God is the one that will help you. Jesus has the power and authority and he says that you can tread over uh, snakes and scorpions. And these serpents that they're talking about, these fallen ones that are going to try to oppress you, you have to stay within Christ to be able to beat them. Demons, um, again, they had a rebellion against God. And they wanted a separation because they didn't want to be under God's leadership. They didn't want a king. They wanted it to be their own group. And based on their own group, they corrupted humanity. And that starting with Satan all the way to the world today. And as the demons continue to oppress us, You know, with this negative um, impact in our lives based on depression or anxiety and all these different things that circumstantially come into psychology, they're messing with our minds. And our minds are based in Christ. We need to keep our minds in Christ. And this way, when we keep our mind in Christ, we keep all the bad out of our minds. If you have any other questions or anything, you can email me at ministermartyr at gmail.com. And um, I hope you guys have a great rest of your week.